0: Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and today, me and lovely Ben are kind of helping you out, social media managers, with the newest updates from TikTok. You're going to want to listen to this, see how it can help you, how it's going to benefit your clients, and everything in between. We also have a couple top tips for you when it comes to Instagram, and just, you know, some fun little tidbits and news splash in there as well. So instead of me just blabbing on, let's dive right into the episode. Hello, hello, hello. What is up? Not a whole lot today, but a whole lot in the world of social media, not in my personal life. What
1: about yourself? <laughs> uh, much the same. Yeah, just staying in tune with social and uh, getting by in life.
0: <laughs> getting by in life. That's all we can ask for. That's it. Well, since we're starting the show, let's just dive right into it. And you can give us our flicks, tips.
1: Oh, that's the jingle. I like it a lot.
0: (laughs) I just went right into it. That's, you know, what that came to my top of my head, and that's what we get.
1: Yeah, I'm here for it. So, uh, (laughs) with with that great introduction, the tip for this week is just, it's, it's Instagram specific, and it's more of a mentality and approach to Instagram that I think a lot more creators, social media managers, and marketers should should take. We spend so much time complaining about what Instagram isn't, we miss out on what Instagram already is, and what I would argue. What Instagram is is the best nurturing platform that there is period they give you the most opportunities for touch points and deep connection with your followers with all the different features they already do have like going live the dms are the most sophisticated of any platform the opportunity to reply to comments and really just nurture people and also the understanding of even if you're not getting a ton of reach from Instagram and maybe you're funneling people to your Instagram from other platforms if they came over to Instagram they're very very interested so you should communicate with your following there understanding that that's who they are they are very warm in terms of leads and you want to speak to them that way maybe go a little more nitty-gritty and really take advantage of all the amazing touch points and nurturing opportunities that instagram already has so i would say make it a part of your routine to go live more to interact with your community more and actually treat them more like people over on instagram because it's going to resonate far deeper
0: absolutely and i kind of It's kind of ties into the tip from last week about how to use Instagram stories, but going live is such a great way for you to connect with new people, especially if you go live and collaborate with another person.
1: Absolutely. And if you do it consistently, it is insane how quickly people form habits. And so if you go live consistently at the same time, people start tuning back in and I actually saw, I, I wasn't consistent enough with it, but I saw the power of it firsthand where I was doing it for a few weeks in a row. And people kept coming back and they were building communities within my chat of of the live. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. And they knew each other's stories and they're like, hey. And I asked them before, like on the live, I'm like, do you guys know each other? Like, no, we met through your lives. And I was like, that is the coolest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. So there is so much value. And even if there's not a ton of people in there, it's it's definitely a compounding thing. So take advantage of it.
0: That is absolutely wild, and I am going to start doing that now
1: myself. <laughs> it's it's so powerful, and I didn't – people say these things, and I didn't believe it until I saw it firsthand, and I saw a little micro-community being built in in my lives. I was like, wow, i got to do more of this.
0: How do they communicate with each other? Was it just while you're talking, they're talking to each other, and then outside of that, they start like following each other?
1: Yeah, so that literally is exactly what happened, and I think I gave them a platform to communicate. So the general principle of the, the live was – hey, like how are you doing in social media and how's your business doing? But then the questions that were asked, I gave them kind of the floor to open up a little bit more. And then so people started talking about their businesses and then other people were like, wow, that's so cool. I wanna support your business. And then that literally happened. Like people started buying products from the other person in my live. And then they they were providing tips for how to improve their social. So it was really, really cool to to see in real time. And I think that uh, it only takes a few people to start building a community and it spreads very quickly when they feel connected.
0: That's amazing. And again, like I've talked about this before. I promise I'm not a hater of TikTok. I do love TikTok, but the community is just so different on Instagram. And I just feel like you can build a community so much better. And yes, you can build community community on TikTok. I've seen it happen, but I just, it hits different on Instagram, but that's just probably the millennial in me.
1: You no, know, you're totally right. And I actually have a video coming out in the next few weeks of how TikTok is actually so bad for creators because oh. it's so bad for creators. Like, Unless you use it for a very deliberate purpose and you don't attach too much of yourself or your brand to it. But you think about it, everything that made it super successful as an app is terrible for the individual creator, right? Like the fact that people consume so many creators, that's really bad for you. The fact that they follow so many people or they don't even see your content after following, like all of these things are very, very bad. And people who typically consuming a ton of content they don't go into lives they don't do all of these things whereas if someone follows you on instagram i just personally believe it's far more intimate and you have a far higher chance of actually building a deep relationship with everyone who follows you or, or the people that commit to following you on ig
0: that's interesting the two people there's only been two people on tiktok that i've seen kind of really build a community especially through lives on tiktok one is this guy who just reads books at night. That's like super for cool. For people to fall asleep to. Yeah. And then this other girl, she would do lives after she went on dates and would kind of like do a debrief <laughs> with everybody and just like eat salad in her kitchen and just be like, okay, well, this is how the date went tonight.
1: That's so cool. I think those are also great examples of how you get creative with whatever you do. I think a lot of business owners or creators, marketers, they don't think that they could do that. But those are prime examples of that's nothing extraordinary, right? They're just making it a platform for people who are nosy or interested in that subject to come in and (laughs) hang out. So it is really that simple. And you'll be crazy how quickly these relationships build and, and how quickly connections can grow because just saying someone's name in a live, they are instantly so much more into you as a creator or a marketer.
0: So true, because I was like trying. Oh gosh, this is so embarrassing for me. Um, there is a the lead singer of the Darkness. He is incredible on YouTube, and he's also started his own TikTok where he kind of breaks down music. He talks about like why music, like why certain songs became popular, all this kind of thing. And he went live one day. And he shouted me out and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I am so cool. And I screenshotted it and like recorded it, sent it to all my friends. I was like, you guys, you don't even understand. This is my day. This is that, like that's made my I mean.
1: life. It's so cool. I love that so much. And like anybody can do that, which is the craziest thing, because there's this weird perception where if you're watching it on a screen, it seems more important. So even if there's only yes. like three people in there, you hearing your name called just feels <laughs> so good. So like, th- don't sleep on that at all. And Mackenzie's example is perfect of that. You literally shared it with your friends and stuff. That's that's so awesome.
0: I like went back and I just like recorded it and then just sent it to everybody. And they're like, "Cool, who is this?" And I was like, "The lead singer <laughs> of the Darkness." What do you mean? You're like, what's up
1: with that? How do you not know? That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh, but. I'm curious, and I'm, we were talking about this earlier. I wonder how this will work when they start rolling out the nearby feed on TikTok to everybody. Because if I'm at home, I'm a content creator and I'm going live. I don't know if I want people who are nearby me that might possibly know me, see me go live.
1: (laughs) That's actually a great point. I never really thought about it like that. But I think, yeah, I wonder if the live algorithm will work like that as well. But Either way, there would be a trickle down of that because if even if people see your content, they're eventually going to see your lives, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah,
1: I hadn't thought about that, but I guess just em- embrace where you are, <laughs> become a <laughs> become a local celebrity. But I, I do think the the local feed has a ton of like marketing ap- applications. I, I'm that's where I'm like, most excited about it. For how about yourself?
0: I'm so excited because one of the things that we've been noticing more and more in the social media industry is and google has even announced this that more and more people are going on instagram and they're going on TikTok to actually search for things so like get recommendations for restaurants get recommendations for just like things to do during the week and i myself am one of those people that does that and so i think that's going to be really helpful with this local feed
1: i totally agree i think people are always looking for things to do in their local town and it's such an opportunity for businesses and also even creators in your local area. And I think it really is just a, it's a superior experience when you can watch someone firsthand make a video and you can see it live, like literally see the experience that they went through. And also with Google, I love Google to death, but there's still so many articles on there that, that are like they're not sincere. They're really just there to for affiliate marketing purposes or for marketing purposes. And it's not the same level of connection that can be achieved through a video.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely not. And you start following people on Instagram, you start building a trust with this person because you've been following them for so long. And then when they recommend something, you're like, yes, Yes. I know this is going to be good because I trust this individual. When you're on Google and you're just Googling something, you're just hoping that the SEO hits just right. Mm -hmm. And you find an article that is from like 2022, the year we're recording this, and has like relevant topics that are for you instead of I don't know, just like kind of scrounging the internet trying to find something that you want. Whereas TikTok or Instagram, you already know that these things are already curated to you and it will be stuff, something that you like.
1: 100%. And I just realized that we didn't really explain what the local feed means for anybody who oh, may yeah. never heard that, but <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. But So all that it means is that they're experimenting with a new feed on TikTok where it will serve you far more local content. So you'll see things from creators and businesses that are actually in your area.
0: Yep. Um, right now, they're just testing it, I think, in South Asia. They're testing it oh, cool. at the moment. And then they are I'm sure it's going to be rolled out very shortly because they're, it's going to be something that everybody's going to be wanting. But, again, it will be really interesting because right now, my TikTok is definitely just solely focused on London because that's where I live. And so yeah. all the content that I receive is like the best London eats, the best London bars, like this is what you need to do in London this weekend. And if it's already that kind of narrowed in on me, I wonder how the local feed will be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That that will be interesting to see. But I think there's also a lot of people who aren't in your situation too, right? Like I think a lot of people, like for myself, I could say that I I get like almost no local content because I don't go looking for local spots that much. So I think that there's probably, we're probably both extremes there. So it'll be interesting to see how it impacts the masses. But uh, I'm excited for it because I think I've just been looking at so much like business and marketing type content that they just figured I wouldn't care about local stuff, but I totally yeah. would. But they, I've just trained the algorithm so much to not give me that stuff. So I'm kind of excited to check out the local stuff.
0: Where all I've trained the algorithm is to find me good restaurants to try. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe I'll get some of that. I hope so. I, th- I think more and more people get so like bogged down by their own city and they really don't go out and like explore their city, especially if you've lived in your city for so long Mm -hmm. that this could be a really interesting way for small businesses who really haven't had a lot of presence online and are just getting started. This could be a really good way for them to kind of get into the face of new people and maybe make a city exciting for somebody again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that we feel Like, there isn't much to do wherever we live. Like, everyone always is like, oh, there's nothing going on. But there always is so much going on. It's just having to figure out where to look is the hard part. So, if it comes to you through TikTok, that could be awesome. And I also think that since the pandemic, people are pretty more and more isolated, I'd say. Even though things have opened up, there's still people, there's still a trickle down effect of what that brought to people. So, I think that'd be really good in terms of getting people out of their shell a bit again.
0: Absolutely. I've found so many different exhibitions that I would have never heard about because of TikTok and the same with restaurants and bars, anything like from Instagram or just little small brands that I would have never heard of if it wasn't for some Instagram influencer who's like, hey, I just went to this random shop right down the road from me. It's really cool. Look at the stuff that I bought. It is from a small like business owner.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm all about that, too, because I think that being where you are is a a different experience. And I'd rather support local whenever I can. So if if I'm if I'm seeing more of it, I'm aware of it, then fantastic. And I think the issue for why more people don't support local is just because they don't really see it unless they go actively looking for it. Because the smaller shops, they can't compete on a paid level with these huge brands. Right. So like all these things that I buy online. It makes sense because they can afford to advertise to me, whereas local mom and pop shops, they can't do that. So hopefully they'll get some more organic pop this way.
0: Absolutely. I had a friend who got approached by a little small pizza place that was like, I just don't know even where to begin. Like, do I go on TikTok? Do I go on Instagram? They have no presence whatsoever online. And she was kind of not like a big influencer, but she had probably about 15,000 followers. And she started talking about it because she was like a local St. Louis content creator. Started talking about it, and they have had so much business because of her just chatting about it and then bringing other people in. And like, it's the power of social media, it's the power of talking about different brands, it's the power of like building each other up. That whole expression, like, what is it? I can't even think of the boat expression where <laughs> when the tide comes
1: in. A, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. So
0: it's like it's like that. It's just like you're going to, you need to talk about it and it's going to help one business and it'll help that little community and it just grows and grows and grows.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm super excited for it. And I think also for many listening to this who work in social media management, oftentimes you have like local small business clients and this could be a huge opportunity for them and maybe even voicing that this is coming to your clients maybe exactly what gets them to start on TikTok. And maybe that's a way to expand your own business is through including TikTok if they're not already. So there's tons of opportunity.
0: Absolutely. And one of the other big features, and I know it's still kind of in the process of getting rolled out completely, but TikTok is releasing SEO and keyword searches and how important just knowing SEO as a social media manager is going to be for your job. 100%,
1: yeah. And all of this stuff matters so much in terms of positioning the value that you bring as a social media manager. Because it, when you go and explain this stuff, even though it's fairly basic to probably all of us listening, it, it sounds like crazy voodoo to a business owner who can't doesn't have the time to think <laughs> about this stuff. So when you tell them that you can put things in a specific place and that means they'll get in front of their dream clients, like that could be game changing and they're instantly gonna hold you in such a high regard as the expert in this field. So I think, do we wanna give it a, a little TikTok SEO tutorial in this episode?
0: Yeah, please go ahead.
1: Okay, fantastic. So luckily, because TikTok is not that refined of a search engine, TikTok SEO is fairly straightforward. And shameless plug, I just released a TikTok SEO tutorial on Flick's (laughs) TikTok account. So go check that out for sure. It walks through what I'm going to walk through here. But basically, there are only really three things that you want to make sure to do. So first of all, figure out what the keyword or keywords you'd love to rank for. So that's pretty straightforward. Just think of what, if someone types something into the search bar what would you love if they that person found you? So think about those words. For me, I'm in Toronto, let's say it's best food in Toronto. You would then want to make sure to include that keyword you're, or keyword you're targeting and actually say it out loud in the video. Because TikTok, the reason they can add captions to all of your videos is because they're scanning through everything you're saying to determine what this piece of content is and who to show it to. So by simply saying the word out loud, you give yourself a massive ranking opportunity right there. Then the other pieces that you wanna do are straightforward also, is that to use the text on the screen that like TikTok gives you to also include the keywords that you're trying to target for It's another point that they're going to check. It's what's called metadata. It's all these different pieces that are associated with the content that they're scanning through. So definitely include it in text using TikTok text. And then finally, you just want to include the keyword if possible without sounding like a robot in the caption section, <laughs> as well as in the hashtags. If you do those three, four things, the chances of you ranking go up dramatically. And especially if the video is high value and actually accurate to the keyword you're trying to target and the intent behind what, what someone would want if they're searching that, you have a very strong chance of ranking.
0: Absolutely. I Whenever people are like, well, what do you mean by SEO? What do you mean by doing this, that, and the other on Instagram and TikTok? Because Instagram does the same thing. Yep, absolutely. I always say like, think of it as the keywords that you want to rank on and you want to be searched for. And also just think of it as a hashtag almost. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting hashtags into your, like into your comments because you want people to search for those certain hashtags and your content appears. Same thing goes for SEO keyword searching, making sure that in your caption, it reads not like a robot, like Ben said, but like (laughs) as like casual conversation but just really think about like tune in on those keywords and it's going to be super duper important for all content moving forward.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I think that there's a huge opportunity here. So much like the local feed impact, you could basically do that for people who are even searching. So that way it's people coming to you. So they are even higher levels of intent, which is a super powerful thing to consider.
0: Yes. And this actually showed up for me the other day. I was looking for (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was a banana bread recipe. <laughs> That's awesome. It's very, I'm very cool, guys. I was looking for a banana bread recipe, and I actually searched for it on TikTok, which I've never done before. I usually just, like, search on Google, and here is an instance of me finding something on TikTok. And the girl never actually had it in the caption, like, banana bread recipe. She had it, like you said, in the metadata of the image. And it was the first video that popped up for a... Like banana bread recipe. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. That's is SEO working for her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, a big breakthrough is when you can actually see it in an action and it's working. You're like, wow, this actually works.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so Instagram, if you didn't know this, people listening, Instagram does the exact same thing. You can search for certain keywords and you can actually see it in action when you go to the search page of your Instagram and you just start typing banana bread like i would you'll see different sections so there will be a little drop down and i'll say like banana bread banana bread recipe and then you'll see like the top accounts the ones that have just the words banana bread with the search button next to it click that and you're gonna see a whole bunch of images reels carousel posts whatever of banana bread and that is your keyword
1: search right there Mm absolutely absolutely yeah, I think we oftentimes over, over-complicate things, but that's it right there.
0: But speaking of Instagram, yes. because it's my absolute favorite thing, <laughs> did you hear that there... So obviously people are in such a ruckus about the suggested post, which totally understand, and we've talked about it a couple episodes ago about how to get rid of a suggested post because it's very easy to do. But now Instagram has announced different ways for people to adjust their suggested
1: post. Have you heard about this? So just briefly so explain it how this is going to happen please.
0: Yeah. So it's something that I already do on Twitter when I don't want to see a spoiler of a TV show that I want, but they're letting people actually hide different words so you don't have to see content with those like those hashtags or those SEO
1: words pop up on your feed anymore. That's insane. And I know yeah that, that, that perfect example is so many times people who haven't watched a show or a sporting event yet and they go to social media then they get spoilers all the time so i think that's a a awesome application right there but for beyond that a lot of people have been complaining that instagram's recommendations aren't the best and even the head of instagram our boy mystery has said that they're not (laughs) the best so this could be great for more refining that experience and and is there any other context that you could see this being helpful with
0: oh gosh so one of i liked the example that they had announced it with and basically they said like say somebody was searching wedding content constantly because their wedding was coming up soon they wanted ideas things like that but now the wedding has passed maybe they don't want that anymore so kind of going in and hiding that but i mean things like that happen all the time or you love you love a band or you love a certain i don't know show but you stopped liking it so much, then you just want to never see it ever again. That's another reason. But yeah, I think there's a couple of different ways, a couple of different things and people, it'll just help the algorithm more and more know what you actually want.
1: Yeah. And, that, and giving that choice to the user will improve the user experience and likely get them to spend more time on there. Because eventually the, the algorithm will catch up that you're no longer interested in that based on your feedback. But that can take a while, especially if in the wedding example, Obviously, it's a very big event. So leading up to that, you probably consumed a ton of content. So they think that you're right. all about this. So, to, <laughs> so they're going to keep going back to that well until they're certain you don't like it anymore. Whereas if you can expedite this process, it's going to make the whole experience so much better. More time will be spent on Instagram. I think it's good for everyone.
0: I think so, too. Uh, what's really fascinating is that, so it says, Instagram is testing a feature that would allow users to mute certain words, hashtags, and emojis. Emojis! What? Yeah, I know. It's like, what do people really hate on certain emojis that they're like, I never want to see this emoji ever again
1: in my life? That's that's I've never thought that. But there are people out there. I'm sure certain emojis just irk them.
0: I'm trying to think of like an emoji that if I saw, I'd be like, are you kidding me? I can't think of one. I use the cowboy emoji all the time, like with the hat. And all my friends are like, why are you doing this? I was like, he just looks so happy. (laughs) That's amazing. Is there an emoji that you really hate them?
1: No, I've always wondered how people have such strong opinions over like such mon- like strange things like, like like emojis. But I'm not here to judge. I just I really don't care. Like I've never thought twice about that. And I've literally, I've literally run into people who were like, "Oh my god, you use that emoji? Like I hate that." I was like, what? How? What? Like, yeah, like literally a girl that I spoke to like in high school or like slightly after she she said that she hates when people use the tongue out emoji, she's like, that's just so rude. I was like, what? I'm not literally pointing my tongue at you. Like what? So I do get that people have connections to these emojis, but no, I'm not one of those people. Use whatever emoji you want.
0: (laughs) It's emoji free space here.
1: Yeah. Do your thing.
0: Did we have any other stories that we
1: wanted to talk about? I don't know how specific this is, but uh, YouTube just released some feedback in terms of how people consume YouTube content. And, So a personal story is that I watch my YouTube videos whenever I consume YouTube and I consume a fair amount, always at 1.5 speed or higher in terms of playback speed all the time. Do you? Always, like without fail. And so a ton of people, like my friends and family think I'm psychotic for that. They're like, what the hell are you doing? But (laughs) You become so accustomed to it so fast that I can track everything. Like I hear every word, so I much prefer it. And so they released some information, some numbers directly from YouTube. And they said that, I'm not the only psycho out there and that a ton of people actually are doing this with increasing frequency. And some other thing that I saw that was really, really funny is that they said that the later on in the day for someone, the more they watch at a higher speed. So in the morning, oh. it starts off with mostly people are normal in terms of one one like <laughs> playback speed. And then as the night goes on, they go higher and higher. More and more people are using the, the increased speed, which I found fascinating.
0: That's so bizarre. So I will say I was in like doing a road trip with a friend. We were going from Chicago to St. Louis and (laughs) she had it on two times speed Mm -hmm. and I thought I was going crazy. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Why is this person talking so quickly? And she's like, how can you just listen to it on normal speed? And I'm like, how can you listen to it on this? I feel like I'm drunk. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I get that completely and I see where everyone's coming from. But I started doing this so long ago when I was in uni because I was building my business on the side while also in school. So I, I wanted to try yeah. be more efficient with my li- limited amount of time. So I just thought, okay, well, what if I whip through this at 1.5? And then so quickly it became the norm for me. When I watch a regular video, it seems so slow to me. <laughs> it literally seems like people are talking at a snail's pace. It is it is <laughs> the strangest thing. And so when I listen to 1.5, it seems like normal to me now, which is, oh, actually, fun fact related to these numbers is that they said yes. that those who who use it, in average or across everyone, they save over 900 years of video time per day. So it is efficient, and this is proof. You're
0: just you're just consuming more than anybody
1: else. All the consumption. So depend, <laughs> depending on what you're watching, that could be good or bad.
0: Well, it's that's kind of an interesting point. So I don't know if this like I feel like this kind of ties in together, but I was asking a friend like when you read do you like read each word or do you kind of like visualize it in your head and that's how you read so
1: a great question
0: and she was like well she reads every single word whereas I visualize it all in my head and I kind of feel like it might be something similar because she was like well how do you know if you're actually consuming the content because you're just visualizing it and it seems I don't know in a roundabout way. It kind of seems similar because I'm like, how are you actually retaining all the content if you're, you're doing it at 1.5 speed instead of just a regular speed?
1: So, by the, so, do you mean you visualize it? Do you mean like you're you're skim reading, or do you mean as you're reading, it's very much of a sensory experience, like you're you're imagining it in your brain in like pictures?
0: I it's like I imagine it in my brain. It's pictures, but I know because I I read so fast. Like I. I, my o- old bragging right was that I could read the first Harry Potter book in an hour.
1: That's so funny. That must be a thing for like writers because all my friends who are blog writers, they can read so fast too.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just because like we've gotten used to it. Like It's just how we can consume. And I do wonder, like my friend just made me feel like really bad. Well, she didn't make me feel bad about it, but she was just like, are you sure you're actually consuming it? I'm like, oh man, am I actually consuming it?
1: That's so funny. Yes, I I'd say I read pretty well every word when i read but i it's strange i think everyone's so different I, i've been able to read enough now where i kind of have been able to turn off my internal monologue so i would say that i'm not as deep in every single mm. word which definitely speeds up the process but i find that either repetition in terms of watching something or reading something twice that really helps and also i think if you do enough of these things you kind of know what to look for and what to think like, your brain develops almost like its own highlighter of what is important versus what isn't. And the more that you consume stuff, similar type of media, you get better and better at that.
0: Oh, that's such a good point. I really like the thing that you said about the highlighter. That's such a good point that it just like pulls out the most important things for
1: yourself. Yeah, absolutely. once you get a base level of understanding, you can tell what's important versus what isn't.
0: Absolutely. This also kind of reminds reminded me of some news that came out as well with YouTube and Twitter that they're both becoming – podcast platforms
1: yeah which i think is crazy and amazing because as a podcaster myself who started podcasting four years ago at this point maybe wow that's crazy i'm getting old <laughs> but but the biggest fundamental flaw is discovery if you are just podcasting and you're not leveraging other platforms it is so hard for people to find new podcasts it's wildly competitive the rich get richer because of how, how these platforms are functioned with these new social spaces coming in, you already have massive user bases. That's super exciting to me as a consumer of podcasts, as well as a creator of them. And I think that there'll be more and more recommendations coming because of this. And so I'd, I would say that if you've always wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't because you thought it was too late to get in the game, this has got, got to be proof that it's not because there's more and more eyeballs that are going to inevitably come to the space, meaning more and more niche offerings can still have success and be huge for your business or brand.
0: Absolutely. I also really like what Twitter has kind of announced alongside their podcast. Basically, they said that the algorithm will know what people want, yeah. from, like what kind of stuff that they want to listen to next. Where, as I feel like Spotify and Apple, it's been really, really hard to, yeah, they recommend you podcasts, but sometimes it's just like not your thing at all. And mm. I found it really hard to discover new podcasts that I love without it just being word of mouth.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: so with this new Twitter, like their algorithm and how they're going to start like pushing podcasts, I'm kind of curious to see if it'll actually know me and if I'll
1: actually like the podcast that they recommend. Yeah, it'll be super interesting to see how much their algorithms can communicate because that was a big problem that YouTube had, like YouTube specifically had with shorts was that they didn't know how to handle the consumption of short-form content versus long-form and, and how that should dictate recommendations. So uh, it'll be really interesting how the, how they improve that. I think that with podcasts being far more long-form, that should hopefully make things easier for the recommendations that they give you, but it'll be super interesting to see.
0: Yeah, especially with YouTube, if they're recommending, because their algorithm is just so fantastic with recommendations. Mm-hmm. So I'll be very curious to see if I can find all the more like tons and tons more podcasts to consume on the daily.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited for it too. I think that if if you thought podcasts were going away, it, they're, not. <laughs> so, they're not. So they're not. So definitely get on that wave because I think they're awesome. I think they're great for learning. I think they're great for connecting, and they're also great for brand building when done the right way.
0: Absolutely, I love podcasts. I think I, I'm trying to think. It's three p.m. here right now. I have listened to six podcasts today.
1: Wow. So do you just listen to in the background while you work? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Wow, that's crazy. I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, sometimes I'll have to pause because I'm like, ooh, I really want to pay attention to this, but I need to focus on this. Yes. But sometimes it's just background noise that somehow gets to my brain because the next time I hang out with friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what I learned on this podcast today.
1: Wow. So you recall things that you you don't remember learning, but they come out? Yeah. Wow. That's a weird brain thing that I've
0: had since I was a kid, but... When I, I, if I can kind of hear it, I know what's going on. And then later on, I'll like reflect on it and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was that thing.
1: See, that's that internal brain highlighter. <laughs> sort of in there a, it is. In action.
0: <laughs> in action. Well, do you wanna highlight your very special creator this
1: week? Yeah, absolutely. So, who we're gonna highlight this week is someone who I've had the pleasure of connecting with, and I actually met him entirely through Instagram. And he is a Instagram coach creator. He, he provides a ton of in, advice for those who want to leverage Instagram more efficiently. And so his name is at social.varsity. And Heston provides a ton of awesome tips and a ton of amazing Instagram advice. And I just think I love about him is that he's such a genuine guy and it comes through in all of his content. You watch it, you learn a great tip and you just think, wow, I like this guy already. So I think (laughs) that he deserves all of the the praise in the world. And I think if you're into this sort of stuff, which obviously you are, you're you're listening to this right now. uh, So at social varsity is a great follow.
0: All right. At social varsity, you've heard it here first, folks.
1: There you go. So it's social dot (laughs) varsity, just to clarify. That's my social bad. dot varsity. There you yes. go. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you gained something from this. And as ever, just keep focusing on TikTok and Instagram, building your social media niche and your audience and using SEO keywords. It's going to be very important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Keep tuning into these episodes every single week. We'll keep helping you. And then also take more of a long-term approach to your social because all of these things, as long as you stay consistent, they compound and they grow. So you keep listening to the tips and keep implementing them, I promise you'll see results.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks again for listening. Give us a five-star review, and we will love you forever because that's really nice. And also, it helps us get seen by more people. And that's how the algorithm works on Apple and Spotify currently. 100%. And- As ever, please follow us over on our social media spaces on Instagram. We are at flick.social on TikTok. We are at flick.social on Twitter. We're at flytrick. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) We are at try flick. What about you, Ben? What you got to offer?
1: You know, I don't want to overwhelm people today. I think that I would just double down on the rating as five star. If you can do that for me, I will be happy. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Cheers. Bye.
0: (laughs) Bye.